0: Hello there, I'm Ethan, I'm Noah, and you're listening to the only pop culture podcast where
1: we talk about movies, TV shows, songs, current events, politics, medicine, investments, and marsupials. Each episode, we invite one esteemed guest to tell us what they think is good, and then we tell them if they're a piece of shit. Spoiler alert, they are. Welcome to Good Taste, Bad Apple.
0: (laughs) I think little of you.
1: You piece of shit.
0: Why would you defend that?
1: That is not art. We are here this week with our good friend, Lucy. Lucy, would you like to say hello?
2: Hi, I'm Lucy. Happy to be here. <laughs> Whoa, hold on, we didn't ask <laughs> we you to introduce happy.
1: yourself
0: at first. We just wanted you to say hello. Oh, yeah, we didn't want okay. those pleasantries. Well, you can cut that like, we're out. We're on a, we're on a crunch. Part. What no, if she's trampling all over the format.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there no, are it's... conventions in place. <laughs> I mean, oh, if you, you want
2: to edit it. that part out, I'll just say hi again.
1: Yeah, here, you want to take this one more time?
2: Yeah, I'd feel better. About I think that. that's
1: probably for the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Lucy, would you like to say hi?
0: Hi.
1: Okay, that was perfect.
0: Lucy is the first guest of this podcast who is not in our improv group. And so, uh, you know, she's really a pioneer in that respect. Yeah, it's am a I, big deal. Am I
1: really? Wow. You, you yep. really are. <laughs> oh, this,
0: this was the
2: glass ceiling everyone's been talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: cool. yeah. And you shattered yeah, it. Great.
2: Yeah. yeah I'm happy how how does this. that feel? I'm just happy to do <laughs> my part, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm I mean, sure there are, are lots of people who came before you who, who you have to thank and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you stood on their shoulders and you smashed the ceiling, but now there's glass all over the floor. Um,
1: and we have to clean it up. Yeah. Well, and the floor is carpet, too. So that's no laughing matter.
2: Yeah. I mean, I no? guess I would just say, like, get a vacuum. I don't, that seems more like a you problem
1: now. You know, it's, just, about it's funny. You come onto the show. You're our first non-improv guest, and all you want to do is have us change things. Oh, you know, we're going to do the intro this way now, buy a vacuum. What gives you, what gives you the right?
2: I mean, you're the one who called me a pioneer. Those are your <laughs> words. So.
0: I'm just repeating what the press has to say. And on that note, uh, Lucy, you are a writer for a student newspaper. Is that correct?
2: That is correct.
0: Okay. Um, so as a journalist, let me ask you this. Uh, what did you think of Bob Woodward's interviews with President Trump, and how could you have done them better?
2: That's a great question. I think what I would say, um, there weren't enough jokes in Bob <laughs> Woodward's emails. <laughs> in his
0: People don't realize this, but the reason Watergate got so much traction is because uh, Woodward and Bernstein had a real good uh, Abbott and Costello kind of vibe going on. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of bits.
2: I would say not enough bits took himself too seriously. Uh
0: That's what I would say. Yeah, no, that's fair, I think. Um, A lot of other people in the journalistic community have said that, so Mm -hmm. a little derivative, but uh, what is, you know, an example of a bit you might have introduced into the interview?
2: Let me just take a second.
0: We'll cut this. We'll actually cut this to make it seem like you took longer than you did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, Probably, like, would have tried to establish my own personal handshake just to see, you know, how people do that, make a pancakes.
1: <laughs> it does seem like he definitely already has his go-to, though, so it might be a little tough to convince him.
2: I guess that's the bit, then.
1: Hmm. Yeah. The meta bit.
0: Good. Well, I am satisfied with that answer.
1: All right, Ethan, do we want to kick this off, get things moving? Sure, sure. Great. Okay, so, Lucy, for your first offering, you have brought us a TV show called Killing Eve. Uh, who is Eve, and why did it take three seasons to kill her?
2: So, Eve is a... Uh, uh, she's an agent for MI6 in England and she basically starts studying serial killers or assassins.
0: Well, uh, what kind of assassins?
2: Like international assassins. Specifically this one who goes by the name of Villanelle. I thought who, it was female assassins. I don't know, if maybe well, she does start studying female assassins. At first, it's just like regular people. And then Eve is the one that's like, maybe it's a female assassin.
1: Wait, sorry, just for a second. So she starts studying regular people? Like she's got one of those newspapers with the holes cut through and she just looks at people walk by? Like just anyone?
2: No, she she's in MI6. Some famous important people get murdered. And the whole department's like, Eve, like who do we think is killing these important people? It's probably mm-hmm. a man, right? And Eve's like, hang on a sec. I think. It's a woman.
0: You're all misogynist fucks. I think that's right. the quote from the show. Right. You know, why aren't we considered... Women can do anything that men right. can do. In- like including- women
2: can... Yeah, women can murder just as good as any any <laughs> man. It's not <laughs> better. Right.
1: That's cool. And, and when did you first find out about the show and start watching? I
2: feel like I've heard about the show for a while. Because uh, I think my parents were watching it when it first came out. Um, and then I was a big fan of... Um, Flea Bag, uh, and I realized that the writer uh, for that, uh, Phoebe waller bridges She also wrote. Um, she also wrote Killing Eve, and so I decided I would check it out after I watched Flea Bag. And
1: mm-hmm. yes, as as you just said, so this show was produced completely by Phoebe Bridges, acclaimed singer songwriter with such notable songs as Funeral and Motion Sickness, mm-hmm. and and that did that swung you.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I can't keep their two names straight in my head so i sort of mix them together whenever i'm talking about either one of
1: them gotcha yeah gotcha
0: have you ever watched crashing i think phoebe waller mm. wrote
1: that
2: um i i think i watched one episode of crashing and then did not continue well, i don't why know. and why not
1: is it just i just think
2: it, i think it was yeah it just didn't didn't pull me in as much as the other stuff
1: mm. so interesting but you, do you think Phoebe Wallerbridge is a one-hit wonder.
2: No, I think she's a, at least a two-hit wonder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh ho!
2: Yeah.
0: If you were going to add another last name to her last name, what would it be?
2: Um, probably just keep her cl- like classic with like Smith, like Phoebe Smith Waller-Bridge. wait, <laughs> the Bridgers. I can't remember. Oh, it's bridge I mean.
0: singular. Um, the bridge? correct answer was Terabithia. You know, it would be Phoebe <laughs> Waller-Bridge Terabithia. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I guess, you know, if about, you give us the wrong answer, that'd be fine.
2: What about, like, Phoebe
0: Waller-Golden Gate Bridge? Ooh. That is good, but not as good yeah. as Terabithia.
1: Um, okay, so this show originally aired on the BBC. Do you feel that by watching it, you're supporting colonialism, and why, yes?
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing, is that I will say that Villanelle, who is the spy, she... She's kind of a character you root for, and she does kill a lot of really important uh, people and higher ups in what you might call colonial administrations. And so, in a way, it is anti that. Oh ho! Oh ho! Um, so that's what I'll say. She's kind of a she's kind of a fun character to root for, even though she does do a lot of murdering. <laughs>
1: Wow. Wait, so do you get to root for both the protagonist and the antagonist? Because that's pretty cool.
2: It is cool. Yeah. That is sort of what ends up happening. They have this very complicated relationship where um, Eve is kind of obsessed with Villanelle and catching her and, you know, bringing her to justice and also is just sort of fascinated about the way her mind works and like studying her. So she's sort of really invested to the point that the other people. Eve works with think that she's going too far and is too interested in this psychopath and too uh, infatuated with her and like lets her get away sometimes.
1: For the first series and for our listeners at home, that's how the British say, season. But for the first series, Rotten Tomatoes gave Killing Eve a score of 96%. But for the third series, that rating dropped to an 80%. When you were watching the show, did you feel that the quality was sort of sliding down? And if in high school Rotten Tomatoes had given you an 80%, would your parents have grounded you and not let you see your cool boyfriend, the one who drives the Mustang? Steven. Yeah. No, that, that name's not cool enough. No. Uh, Mercutio. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: okay. I've lost the entire trait of the question. So I need <laughs> the first part again.
1: <laughs> All right. So the first half of the question is Do you feel like it got worse as the show progressed, as Rotten Tomatoes did? The second part of the question is. If Rotten Tomatoes had given you an 80% on, you know, when you were in high school, would your parents have been so pissed off that they wouldn't have let you see your boyfriend with a cool car?
2: Okay. Okay. One, I don't feel that the show got worse, but I don't think I have super discerning standards. I think that it maintained its level of action and, you know, Villanelle wearing cool outfits in Europe and uh, intense investigative whatever scenes and that was enough for me so personally no if i if rotten tomatoes gave me an 80% in high school my parents would not have grounded me but i think i uh would have been devastated because i held myself to a very high standard to the point that my parents were like you can you can chill out a little bit
0: right. actually you're right. fine you so tried to ground was, them a couple times
2: yeah i yeah i did try to ground them a couple times i um, said no we bought this house. And I said, fair enough.
0: Noah, were you ever grounded in high school?
1: Was I ever grounded? Uh, Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I was misbehaving all the time, but I just did it on the DL.
0: Goofing. Uh, So Lucy, after reading the creation myth in Genesis, a lot of people place blame with Eve and not the serpent who tricks her into eating the apple. And I think that says a lot about religion and misogyny. With that in mind, what are three cool things that people... Often overlook about snakes. Ooh, you have fifteen okay. seconds.
2: Okay, um, one that they shed their scales—that's sick. Um, the poisonous ones; those are pretty cool that they can do that. Ten. And anacondas that like
0: constrict <clears throat> people. I think okay. I nailed that. Actually, I think I All did right, it so really a, Yeah, I, so I think, think we get, get for that, that. scales. Yeah. Uh, you said poisonous, not venomous, right? I don't remember. I blacked we'll dock out. You. We'll dock you on that for half a point. And then what was the last one? Anacondas can eat people?
2: They can constrict people, like wrap or wrap around, you know? And they squeeze can do that someone. To everything, though. Yeah, no, that's true.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> would say, <laughs> though, you know, Ethan, we're, we're going to be taking some points off here, no doubt about it. And I'm sure you've got the scorecard out in front of you. But I would oh, yeah. say, I think we should give her props being the first guest to ever answer a question within the allotted time even if some of the answer was wrong
0: no no we, we certainly give her credit for that
1: yeah it's not very impressive. i mean i still uh, i uh, still remember the shellfish debacle personally
0: yeah that was upsetting there well, have to be cooler facts about snakes if you have more time um the shedding of the skin that is neat
1: um yeah. i mean you shed and, your skin
0: yeah uh on purpose though um i molt <laughs> form of chrysalis and then i I don't turn into a butterfly or anything. I just get a little bit bigger every time.
1: If you were a snake, would you have venom, Lucy? Or would you be a constrictor? Mm. This
2: is a genuine question. Can they not be both? Or is that... No, I think you're
1: venomous
0: other? or uh, constrictors.
2: Uh, I, I, think I, I think I would not be a venomous snake. Why? That I, You know, that just doesn't feel like my personal vibe based on how confrontational I am <laughs> as a human person. It does not seem like it would be my vibe to have uh, Venom.
0: Okay. You're That's more into like killing antelope by suffocating them slowly. Um, yes.
2: Yes.
1: Lucy, the band that scored Killing Eve is is named Unloved. Um, do you really think they're that bad?
2: Oh my God. Uh, I think they're pretty good. I've never noticeably been watching Killing Eve and been like, this scene would have been a lot better if this song didn't absolutely suck. Like that's never happened. So I think they're probably being, they're using a little bit of hyperbole, I will say. And
1: And do you feel like the music is actively positive or is it just good enough that you don't really notice it? Which is still good. I mean, I think that's still very impressive.
2: I would say good enough that I don't really notice it.
0: Uh, Lucy, do you generally like spy movies? You know, uh, James Bond, The Kingsman, Spy with Melissa McCarthy, uh, Spy Kids with some kids they found on the street.
2: Yeah. I I love spy movies. I would say my favorite, like thing about a spy movie is just the getting a team together thing that they do. You know where it's like we're getting a group together, and this person like they're good at climbing things, and this person does the hacking, and like this person like I don't Power
0: know, spy, right, right, yeah. like in Spy Kids Two: The Island of Lost Dreams, where Carmen and Juni Cortez, uh, you know, have to um, recruit Gary and Gertie Giggles, and then they go to the island. And then uh, it's revealed that the mad scientist actually isn't crazy, that the uh, genetically miniaturized animals are kind of taking over on their own. Yeah, same exact thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, what I said. No, yeah. we're on the same page
1: here. I feel like that's, that's. I feel pretty good about that. Do you have any other TV shows you'd recommend to to listeners that, that you didn't, uh, that we weren't able to talk about?
2: Well, I would say, obviously, Fleabag, like I said before, because of Phoebe Waller, Golden Gate Bridge. Oh. Um And, oh, Ozark. I just finished Ozark. Uh, that's a great show about money laundering and being in Missouri. And Money Heist, which is on Netflix and is in Spanish with subtitles, which is another one of those getting a team together kind of shows. Very exciting, kind of soapy.
0: Lucy, did you ever watch um Bodyguard?
2: Oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds like something my parents watched.
0: Um, And then I Whitney Houston movie named The Bodyguard. Uh, But there's also a British, um, like thriller slash drama about political unrest in the English government, and I think it involves MI6. Um, It's on BBC One, whereas Killing Eve is on BBC Three, which leads me to believe it's better. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe check that out if you ever have time. It's a good suggestion. That's what we're here for.
1: Okay, so so Killing Eve you can watch on Hulu, correct? Yes. Okay. And how long do you think it would, what is it? It's three seasons so far. They were going to do a fourth, but then the pandemic happened. How long do you think it would take someone to get through the first three seasons?
2: I think I did it in about a month, but taking some breaks in between. So I think it could take you three weeks or so. I don't think the episodes are that long.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's a nice like middle ground of time. Yeah. All right, Ethan, you want to bring us to our second offering?
0: Sure. Um, So on to the movie. Lucy, you brought us a movie called Knives Out. Uh, Where did you find out about this and when did you first watch it?
1: I found
2: out about it because my parents called me after I moved in to college and they said that they saw this movie and it was really great. And then I'd sort of just been hearing peripherally about it and then watched it uh, like the beginning of quarantine again with my parents.
0: They watched it twice. They did watch it twice. Oh, they liked it that much. Mm -hmm. Do you generally uh, take recommendations from your parents as like reliable? I don't know, I ask because sometimes my dad is like, you need to check this show out and then I do and it's not good. And so I've just stopped taking his word as reliable when it comes to recommending TV shows. I think he finds things on Netflix from the algorithm and he just assumes that because they show up on his like front page of Netflix, they're good. And that is often not the case.
2: Um, it, so it really depends. My mom likes shows that tend to have a lot of British people that talk very quietly, like the crown.
0: Um, <laughs> this is the quiet talk.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I try, but I just, I find myself not often that captivated by them. My dad, he tends to have some, some good suggestions here and there. um. But sometimes I feel like I'm the one giving them a lot of suggestions about things um, that they fall asleep then during. This one worked out, I'll say.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, so this movie features Daniel Craig as a detective, um, and we just talked about a spy uh, TV show, um, and so naturally we have to ask, what is your favorite kind of bond? Ionic, Covalent, or James, and why?
2: Ooh. You know, I was not I was not particularly good at chemistry and at one point I knew the difference between ionic and, and covalent uh, but I will I will go with James for my favorite okay. bond. yeah that's
0: fair
1: yeah and um, do, you, do you like Daniel Craig as James Bond or, or do you feel like there were others before who were better
2: I haven't seen the ones before to be honest so uh, he is my favorite Bond by default
1: sure does that mean you think he's like fine or do you is he your default and also good
2: I think he's my default and also good.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. My, my Have you seen any Bond movies? He thinks he's very handsome.
0: No, let's go back to that. Yeah. Uh, so Noah's grandmother thinks he's handsome. What do you think about Noah's grandmother?
2: I think uh, she's a lovely woman, probably. That's what I'll probably. say.
1: Probably. Kind yeah. of threw that in there.
2: Well, I wouldn't but want to. What do you think she would any, say if she heard that? I don't want to make any general without, yeah without meeting her first. That seems a little shallow, and I wouldn't want to then eventually meet her and her to think that i just made something up That's uh sad. so it's a gesture of respect noah okay. Oh, okay. yeah
1: well if you say a so. little bit
0: strange that you you didn't take the time to meet noah's grandmother before coming on this podcast
1: yeah i yeah, thought that you, was our screening process ethan why what happened
0: uh you know something must have fallen through the cracks i'll have to
1: talk to the interns about it yeah.
2: so just to be clear you've introduced your grandmother to every single person you've been in an improv group with
1: yeah, though I would say, to be fair, I don't think we've introduced her to them. We've introduced them to her. I mean, oh, there's okay. a order of superiority here. Okay. Cool. It's a
0: whole thing. You you calm, you wash your feet, you kiss her kneecaps, yeah. and then you... And dry. About, boy. Yeah. Boy, are boy. dry. Boy, boy
1: are they dry.
2: Yeah, I think I skimmed over that part of the email where you told me I needed to do that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, read your terms and conditions, I guess. But I guess we, yeah. we can probably just arrange for that after this is over.
2: Yeah, and when I learn how to read, also, I'll... I'll get right
1: on that. Oh, perfect! Yeah, that's great. Um, and and what was that show you said you liked with the subtitles?
2: <laughs> Money <ice>. Heist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just that good at Spanish. You don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't. <laughs> that's true. All right. So the title of this movie is uh, from a Radiohead song, "Knives Out." Uh, did you know that? No. Um, have you listened to many Radiohead songs? No, I have not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, So if you don't mind, just pick another Radiohead song that you don't know and pitch us a movie based off of it. We can give you a couple if you can't come up with them off the top of your head.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to give me a title. All right, will say
0: uh, one choice is Paranoid Android. Another is Fake Plastic Trees. And a third could be Creep.
2: Okay. um, I would go with the Fake Plastic Trees one. Oh, interesting. That's, that's what you said, right? That's the yeah, title?
0: Fake Plastic Trees, correct.
2: And you know how um, Disney has been doing all these sort of grittier, like live action remakes of movies?
0: I don't. I've I've made it a point not to see any of those because they just seem worse than the originals.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, yes, I'm aware of them. Right. So I think that Fake Plastic Trees would be like an updated, grittier version of um, the Lorax film, mm. uh, which is not – I don't know if Disney made that probably another studio but a uh, live action a little more intense yeah that's what i would say
1: and do you think do you think Danny DeVito could play the lorax
2: yeah i think he'd nail that role i think he'd he'd get the he'd get he'd have a real he'd bring a real depth
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, how would you make it grittier
2: um probably just darken most of the shots so it's harder to see <laughs> what's going on and the songs, because I know there are songs in the original, they'd probably, it could be Radiohead songs. And Danny DeVito could have like a, a dramatic backstory, a tragic past.
0: Yeah. Would the Lorax do a lot of cocaine?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, that is one common critique of the original Lorax film is like not enough cocaine.
1: Yeah. i yeah. that. Yeah.
2: That's what the people
1: say. Do you trust the people?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
1: All right. Cool. Great. Okay. So Knives Out premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. How do you feel about Canadians?
2: I've heard they're very polite. That's a stereotype. I I like polite. I think there should be more polite people in the world. Okay. Um, Yeah.
1: So you like polite now, but when we were talking about my grandmother, you said you only probably thought that she was good. Now, in that situation, you preferred honesty over politeness. What changed?
2: I mean, I think I assumed the, the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Right. So yeah, I think I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt, which I think is a pretty pretty polite response. Maybe not the
1: Benny, though. Benny of the D, as the kids are calling it. hmm.
2: Yeah. Benny, Benny of the D yep. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Would you give Justin Trudeau a Benny of the D when he suspended parliament amid an ethics controversy?
2: What what? <laughs> Wait. It's, it's a
0: simple so question, <laughs> Lucy. It's either a yes or a no. Would you give Prime Minister of Canada Justin Trudeau the Benny of the D when he cement, suspended Parliament amid an ethics controversy earlier last month?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Or a Trudeau know.
1: apologist.
2: I don't know anything about Canadian politics.
1: Would your parents ground you if we if we told them this?
2: You know what? I hope so. That was really yeah. embarrassing for me. I hope so, too. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: Lucy... As you may or may not know, uh, director and writer uh, Ryan Johnson came up with the idea for this movie after playing a game of Guess Who. Can you see where the inspiration shines through in this movie?
1: And this is a tricky question too.
0: Or not, you know, do you see any elements of the game Guess Who in this movie?
2: Not off the top of my head, but it has been a very long time since I've played Guess Who, so I'm a little foggy on the details of well, how it works. it's a
0: game where um, there are rows of pictures and you can't see your opponent's pictures and so you have to ask questions about identifying characteristics like does your character have brown hair does your character have glasses and then every time uh the person says no you flip down the ones that are on your side until there's uh only one remaining and then you guess that person and if it is the uh, character that your opponent has selected then you win
2: right okay yeah i guess they I don't immediately, yeah, see the connection.
0: Okay, that's good because we just made that up and we were hoping you said yes so we could accuse you of not being a fan of this
1: movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Passed with flying colors. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, I'm always willing to admit I don't know something because it's more frequent (laughs)
0: than And you're also always willing to give Justin Trudeau a pass on his ethics scandals.
1: So
2: Mm. I'm going to say I'm going to read more into that and get back to you.
1: Yeah, they're, maybe they're we'll, we like can, you, you tell us your new opinions in a couple of days. We'll put it in the caption.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> Lucy, what would you say are some of the themes of this movie? Oh,
2: okay. There's a lot of um, suspense, I would say. And then a lot of, there's also a lot of themes about like rich white people being ignorant about things. That comes up a lot. There's a general like murder mystery kind of element that they really try to play up like sort of in an old eighties kind of way. Yeah.
0: I asked uh, because yeah. this movie in some ways reminded me a lot of um, both Parasite and Get Out in that it's centered around the location. And I think it does have a lot to say about class as you point out. Um, have mm-hmm. you seen either of those movies?
2: I have not seen Parasite. I've seen Get Out.
0: Okay. Would highly recommend Parasite. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of... Um, Bugs or bacteria, or really just any kind of parasites. Yeah. But
1: um, if, your if cat, I, you're going into it thinking about, it, boy, will you be disappointed? Oh my god!
2: Okay, I do generally go into movies with like high expectations for bugs. Yeah, and then that gets knocked down.
1: Well, Ethan time. and I consider ourselves tick fans. I'd say we we consider ourselves in the maybe even 99th percentile of tick fans. We
0: tried to start a social media platform called Talk Tick.
1: Um, yeah. And
0: we just got so many cease and desist letters that- um, I mean, you wouldn't
1: even believe, but it'll it'll happen, you know?
2: It, Wait, I'm sorry, what do you, what will happen?
0: Our tick social media network.
2: Oh, Instead oh. of liking
0: things, you latch onto them, and uh, when you don't like them, you say they suck, which is actually a good thing for ticks, but-
2: Can I ask, is it for ticks to use, or is it for other people who are enthusiastic about ticks to connect with each other?
1: What do think, you think? Ticks and allies of ticks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I think that makes sense.
1: Anyway, though, we walked into the theater with the highest of hopes. I mean, finally, and oh my god, ten minutes in, uh, uh, not yeah. a
0: single, not a single uh, parasitic relationship. There wasn't even mutualism or commensalism, which are words that I learned in seventh grade bio- biology, and maybe mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah.
2: What about snakes? Were there any snakes? I know you're big into snakes now, Ethan.
0: Not now it's been a long-standing thing um, no yeah. I don't think there were any snakes in that movie I'll tell you what movie was good though a bug's life
1: oh what's that movie about a bug's life yeah what's that about
0: bugs and uh, class classism in America
1: <laughs> yeah
0: the grasshoppers represent someone
1: right <laughs> anyway really all this out do you see any do you see any connections between get out and Knives Out.
2: I mean, I think there are a lot of elements of, in both, of white rich people thinking they're very liberal, and when it comes time to follow through on that, they are not and or are actively not liberal or actively not inclusive. So I think that happens in both. But it has been a long time since I've seen Get Out, it's been a bit. So that's the only thing I can
0: say. Right what now. do you think about um, what do you think about Justin Trudeau's push to reboot *Knives Out*, which only came out last year? I think um, the Canadian version will be called *Knives Out.
2: Not *Knives In*. Like, there's no more no violence. No
0: mm-hmm. *Knives Out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess I, I guess I, I don't really see the necessity of
0: that. Some people are calling it, you know, an attempt to draw attention away from his ethics scandal, but. We wouldn't know anything about that, Lucy, now would we?
2: Right, as we've established, I'm ignorant about this. Um,
0: and we so. hold that against you.
2: Yeah, no, as you should, that's fair, I think.
0: You know what you're walking into at this point. <laughs> 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 love of Canadian politics. Um, no. do you have anything else to say about the movie?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like you really prioritize, or at least really value suspense and tension in... At least T V shows and movies. Um, is that like would you say that's true across the board or I mean I think even Fleabag, which is a comedy, I think it was a pretty tense show in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah. I mean I think it, it takes a lot to do suspense really well or tension in a way that there are actual stakes, you know, that someone can feel who's watching it. So I think I'm always impressed when, you know, you can actually like feel tension or, like, suspense in in movies and stuff. Do you like
0: scary movies, Lucy?
2: Generally, I am not very good with scary movies. Um, I think because, yeah, the te- like, the tension can almost be too much for me in those kinds of contexts. What's weird, though, is that I, I do really like scary kind of books. Like, I like Stephen King books and, like, sort of thriller books. <laughs> yeah but i'm not i'm not a huge scary movie watcher
1: yeah is there is there a scary movie you've seen that's like ruined them for you because you got too scared
2: uh it didn't ruin it because i was too scared it it ruined it because it was just bad but i watched that unfriended movie that came out years ago that sort of took place through like a skype chat room do you guys remember that movie oh yeah um and it was not it wasn't very good (laughs) But I still couldn't, like, it wasn't good, and I couldn't watch most of it because I was scared. So it was all around not a great
1: so, experience. So they did manage to get the suspense correct, at least a little, then, or no?
2: Well, there was a lot of really just gory kind of violence that I just, yeah, didn't really want. But I guess there was some some suspense still. I yeah. think the premise was just sort of dumb.
1: I, I buy that. You buy that, Ethan? Yeah. I'd rent it. Sure.
0: Lucy, you mentioned Stephen King, and whenever I h- hear his name, um, I make it a point to mention a fun fact about him, which is when he wrote Cujo, he did so much cocaine that he doesn't remember writing it. So, sorry, was that a question, or are you just mentioning that? No, I'm just mentioning that. I think it's a fun fact about uh, you know, a prolific author who just did so much cocaine one time, he just doesn't remember writing an entire like 500-page book.
2: Yeah, that's pretty uh, That's. That's, that's a pretty cool fact.
1: Wait, does that mean he did it and he wrote the entire book in a day? Because that'd be impressive. Or does it mean uh, that no, I think it was like a he week. wrote it over like a week, but then he did, he did so much week. cocaine. Like that's almost more impressive.
0: That's what I mean. I think it was over the course of a week and he just did that much cocaine. It's a lot.
2: It seems like, expensive. Although I guess he has a lot of money. So,
1: Probably. how early was that in his career?
0: Uh, he wrote it in like the 80s. Um, which means nothing to me. I don't know what he wrote anything about. <laughs> yeah. uh, um we'll say it was his second book. I have no idea.
1: Sure. All right. So knives out, you can watch I wanna say on Netflix. Is that Amazon wrong? Prime? Yeah, Amazon Prime. Um so you know, if you're also in addition to being a Trudeau apologist like Lucy, if you're a Jeff Bezos apologist. Bezos? Yeah. Boy, could you get into this.
0: Bezos. You know, like Bezos.
1: And that that bugs. drives right back into our bug conversation. Um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you could watch that. I, I remember, it, what is it, like two hours, something like that? I, or maybe it's shorter, actually.
0: It is two hours and ten minutes. Very good. And that brings us to our third offering, a song called This Feeling by the Alabama Shakes. I did.
1: Lucy, so there's also a song called This Feeling by the Chainsmokers. Was that a difficult choice to make? Which one to bring in?
2: yeah most choices in my life are like x or the chain smokers and it's just a constant dilemma that i'm battling yeah, yeah. made shattering that glass ceiling real difficult carrying I've that had, burden. yeah
1: yeah that that sounds really hard when do you remember hearing this song for the first time
2: um it was definitely a, a couple years ago i mean i think i sort of discovered this whole album a while ago like i want to say 2015 or so um it's from an album called sound and color um by alabama shakes yeah i just remember liking basically every song i heard and especially this one as being i don't know just particularly nice
1: (laughs) yeah that's a i mean it's one of those albums where every single song is good in like an amazing way you can just literally listen all the way down Um, and also for our listeners who don't know this feeling by Alabama Shakes, the song that Lucy's brought in, is actually also the last song that plays on the TV show Fleabag. Uh, Lucy, did, did that like also kind of enhance your your feelings about the song, or is that sort of a separate thing?
2: Yeah, it definitely did, because uh, I think Fleabag is just a fantastic show, um, and so for it to close with a song that I really love just validated, like I think both of those things, right at the same time. And it also it just I think creates just such a like nostalgic kind of feeling when you listen to it. And so it was really it really fit the tone, I think, of like the way the show was trying to end.
0: Right. It all um, it almost yeah. makes up for the fact that the the show doesn't have anything about fleas in it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Almost.
1: So in general, do you care about lyrics and songs?
2: Um in general I do, yeah. Yeah, I'd say I do. I think this album, particularly though, I, I there's a big focus on how just how the music sounds for me. But I, I mean, I think the lyrics are really
1: great, also. Yeah, and could you like say what the lyrics of the song mean?
2: I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions. No, just for, a guess. Yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's about someone being in love or in just a really a good place and wanting to savor that moment for as long as possible and just sort of like live in that experience, but you kind of know that it's going to go away eventually.
1: So That's what I would say. bittersweet. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Like dark chocolate. Okay. So the band is named Alabama shakes. Do you think that a name like for instance, Rhode Island shakes or Delaware shakes could have been as captivating? Would you listen to one of their songs?
2: That's a good question. Uh, I think Rhode Island shakes makes me concerned about Rhode Island. I think I would have a lot of questions as to why they're shaking, but for some reason, Alabama shakes does not raise that question for me.
1: Right. Like maybe it's an earthquake in Rhode Island or something.
0: Right. Yeah. They're a small state, so you have to, you know, have to worry about them sometimes. If it was a larger state, then, you know, you might be, oh, they can look after themselves, but it's so small that if it's shaking, you kind of think of it as like a, a small kitten that fell into a puddle and right. is small and cold and wet. Yeah. You know, and
1: that, that brings us to another point, which is even if they are dancing like the people in Alabama, you know, if it's Rhode Island shakes, that's like one person dancing. Who, yeah. That's not impressive.
2: Why are they by themselves? Why didn't anyone want to dance with them?
0: Um, on the topic of band names, Lucy, mm-hmm. um, what kinds of music would the Alabama shakes make if their name was the Alabama snakes? Alabama, correct. Yeah, snakes.
2: Oh, interesting. I mean, like, I want to say off the bat just songs about reptiles. They could have a song about molting called "This Peeling."
0: Oh, that's good.
2: That off the top of my head.
0: (laughs) Hold on. Um, What other songs would they have? Let's let's zoom in on this for a moment.
2: They have a song called "Hold On," and this is just the same joke again. But it could be (laughs) "Molt On."
0: (laughs) I'll take it. I'm trying to think of one for don't want to fight. Don't want to fight. Wanna... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, always, all right, would be always. Let's let's just cut it after the first one. The the first molting.
1: Joke. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, was that the peak?
0: Yeah, I've got nothing.
1: Yeah, I also have nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well played. All right, Ethan. Do you have any more questions?
0: Um, what is the eponymous feeling in the song? Is it happiness? Is it sadness? Is it regret? What do you think, Lucy?
1: I mean, I, I think
2: it's about a relationship. I think it's love. Because um, I think that's what most of the album is about. It's like this complicated relationship that the main singer had.
1: And No, actually, no. Um, <laughs> wait, I would love to know other songs that you wish you had a chance to bring on the show.
2: Okay. Um, well, first I'll just say that everything on Sound and Color is fantastic. If you have the chance, I think everyone should listen to the whole album through. There is not like one song on it that I don't like. I would also recommend in a similar kind of vein, uh, Cage the Elephant, a song called Trouble. It's a similar vibe to this feeling, I think. So that's a good one. Um, I also put on my list River by Leon Bridges. He makes a lot of sort of soul kind of music. That's a really beautiful song. And I also put on my list Hey Ya by Outcast, which is a very different vibe, but is a very fun song. And I am a big
0: fan.
1: All right. Well, even I would say that we have enough information to make our decision.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, right. So, let's see what we have guests do is step out of the room. And so, if you could just walk over to the other side of the room and uh, we we'll... Oh, it looks like you're slithering to the other side of the room. Oh, that, that's a bit weird, but uh, it is an effective way to move and now you're making noises with your mouth like a snake it's like a noise you're hissing your tongue at us and she's on the other side of the room jeez no that was weird
1: that that was weird but at least she's gone finally yeah the justin trudeau thing was concerning
0: she didn't even mention killing adam once
1: if we gave her good taste what would i tell my grandma
0: i'm still not over the glass ceiling thing. there's glass everywhere how does she expect us to afford a Roomba?
1: She has such terrible taste. Like
0: I don't know how she didn't talk about men's rights.
1: All right. Well, we are back. Um, Ethan, do you want to tell the listeners the conclusion that we've come to?
0: Yeah. So after reviewing each of Lucy's um, offerings—Killing Eve, her TV show, uh, the movie *Knives Out*, and her song *This Feeling* by Alabama Shakes—we have unfortunately come to the conclusion that she is someone with good taste. Lucy, have good taste, but like Eve, the thing that you're tasting which is good is going to doom all of humanity and it doesn't do anything to help snakes either. So this good taste comes at great cost. And for that, uh, we shame you. We say shame on you.
2: Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'm happy with that result.
1: You really, you've just come in here and you've changed everything up. I mean, you're our first real good taste. So. Hmm.
0: First non-improv person too. So maybe there's uh, uh, there's, I think we
1: all know there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely yeah um, all right. well, we usually like to let our guests before they leave say like if there's anything you want to plug, like
0: oh, Lucy, how about you know, during these really challenging times, there are a lot of good people out there, uh, a lot of great organizations doing important work uh, to help people in need. Um, so is there a charity or a charitable cause that you'd like to plug?
2: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: uh, even something you know local,
2: something local, yeah, oh, well. If you go to Williams, you can donate your leftover quarantine food.